Welcome everybody to Read and Repeat on the Road. Today we are recording from a hotel room in an undisclosed location, but <laughs> we're on vacation. So we thought it'd be fun to do our uh, next episode here. And also this was the only time we had. Read and Repeat po podcast brought to you by our friend's wedding and 0% yeah. sleep. Yep. Yep. This will be a fun one. Um, so today we are going to read Blue Bloods by somebody. Melissa De La Melissa, Cruz. Yeah, Melissa De La Cruz. Um, but before we get into that, I'm Taylor. I'm Juliana. And welcome to Read and Repeat Podcast, the podcast where we reread books that we read when we were younger and talk about them now. Hopefully yeah. we're projecting enough Yeah. because we're just using the phone today. So... Uh, Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed that this even comes out. Yeah. Blue Bloods by Melissa De La Cruz is, uh, actually, I, I don't remember what year it was published in, but it definitely came out. Early 2000s. Early 2000s. Around. Early mid 2000s. Yeah. Let me, I'll look at Around that. the Twilight, Mortal Instruments, all that era, 2007 to whatever, maybe a little bit before that. Um, yeah, not but, to be confused with the TV series Blue Bloods. Oh, yeah. About police officers. This is not that. This is not. This is a young adult novel. Um, it, how to, how to describe Blue Bloods? I feel like, are you, are you looking at the... It came up in, it came out in 2007. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So, uh, it, <laughs> how to describe Blue Bloods? It is, I, would you say it's like a, I mean, like, if, if we had to compare it to, like, other media, we could say it's like a cross between like Gossip Girl. Okay, so it's if, Vampire Gossip Girl. Vampire I think Gossip Girl. That's what girl. it is. It's yeah. Vampire Gossip Girl. It's it's Gossip it's Girl, but vampires. That. But then there's also a little bit more to it. There like, is more little, to it. Like there's it's more, a little twist. Yeah. Like, like in terms of like more supernatural. I mean, obviously it's vampires, but there's more there's, supernatural religion. A lot of, of there's like a lot going on. <laughs> there's a lot going on. Um. So if I could give like a, like it's honestly kind of hard to give a synopsis of this book, but if, if I could try, um, I would say it's like, there's a girl named Skylar who attends a private school in Manhattan for all the upper class wealthy people. If you've seen Gossip Girl, you know what it's about, kind of, that, that whole deal. Uh, but of course she's different. She's... She's so different. She's, She's so, so different. different. <laughs> she is not into she all is of not that. Like other girls. She is She's not, not like other girls. She's not like other girls. She's not into all the rich stuff, even though like she lives in a giant mansion that like, oh, it's a little bit older and like broken down, but it's in Manhattan and also she has a housekeeper and I don't know. It's, we can talk about that. Yeah. So there's Skylar um, and, and other students at her school. Uh, who we learn over the course of the book are part of this secret group of wealthy vampires named Blue, well, called Blue Bloods. They call themselves Blue Bloods. Um, and basically, this is Skylar discovering her status as a Blue Blood. Yeah. And because uh, they don't know when they're born. Yes. And and amongst all that, there's a murder mystery going on yeah. where these supposedly indestructible vampire teenagers are being hunted down and killed by something but it's also like kind of hush hush by the the higher up like yeah. vampire adult coven and so i should have said this before but spoilers we are going to be talking about details from the book and we'll we'll get into more specifics even though we just did so sorry if we ruined it for you yeah um it's a pretty short book um all things considered so if you want to pause the video 
and go get it from the library and then read it and then come back. Great. It's only um, like 200 some odd pages. Yeah, but it's also like a very like quick kind of read. A lot of the books I think we made are pretty quick. Yeah, and it's um, a whole series. So yeah. there's like a lot. We're just talking about the first book today. Yeah. But let us know in the comments if you want us to do more. Um, so let's start with our, like, what we remembered from the book before we reread re it this time. Yeah, I remember, I didn't remember that much of it. I, I, when I, I feel like I was a little weird to read when I was younger, but I enjoyed it. I did not like it, but it was like a little bit like, oh, okay. But it was such a quick, easy read. I think I did read it a couple times, probably, um, especially when the other books in the series came out. But, um, yeah, I don't have a ton of like memories of the book i forgot a lot of the book um as i was going through it um which was nice because then it was a little bit made the murder mystery a little bit more interesting um yeah how about you i remember these books pretty well i think because of the i mean it's just like it's the incest vampires yeah that i remembered we'll That's, get... that is what i remember too that's the main point <laughs> we'll get into that but um <laughs> there's a lot there's just a lot of like bizarre but compelling mm -hmm. elements to the story and so even though I, I it wasn't like a favorite read of mine it was like it always it always stuck with me and it also stuck with me i think because at the time um i was also reading the mortal instruments which like some yeah. of the the elements feel similar. feel very similar yeah. and i think like they I, both start at a nightclub yeah like, with I, a girl who doesn't know that she's part of a secret society right and she like accesses her powers unknowingly yeah it yeah so there's like it's and there's the best friend who's like with her mm -hmm. um so who's a dude yeah so i feel like i remembered it for that and then also i um i i remember i think the 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 following books a bit better than I remember the first book. I don't think I ever finished the series because it got pretty long. I definitely didn't finish the series. I think I maybe read three of the books. Yeah, I read like, like three or four. I think I read like a short story yeah, there's compilation a short story. or something. There's um We have some of them on Kindle. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight books. Oh. One of which came out in twenty twenty two, Blue Bloods Jeez. Afterlife. Well the the series stops in twenty twelve. Um but there's apparently a very recent one. So honestly, I might have to just go ahead and get all the books from the library and finish it and just see what it's just like. Just see what happens. Yeah, I gotta know what happens. Well, because it's like, the, kind of bizarre how it culminates. Like, how is it gonna culminate into, yeah, like, a, I don't know. a completely, because what we're, we're like, it, it goes beyond vampires, guys. It goes yeah, beyond it does. vampires. It really does. But I don't want to, like, get too f far into it. No. But yeah, so I, I have I, my notes on my phone. Though. I remembered it being kind of bizarre. I remembered kind of, like, being uncomfortable and yet, compelled yeah by it kind yeah. of similar to the moral entrance except that moral entrance was more my like you know up until very recently i i steadily read every every book in that series and like i don't care i don't care what i like it was my thing yeah this not so much one of my notes is literally it's giving gossip girl it's, so yeah it's giving gossip. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so like it was it, it's it's one of those I didn't reread often but it, it stuck with me and so like rereading it this time there was a lot that I definitely didn't remember but I was like okay yeah no this was the vibe yeah like, this was yeah. the vibe um like I forgot whole characters like completely forgot whole characters wait which characters did bliss you... completely forgot oh that my god we even I had any really? like 
perspective from her. I was like, who is this? And then I was like, oh, whoa, we're getting a chapter from her perspective. And it's like, oh, she's actually like a main person. Yeah. Dylan forgot about him. Really? Completely. Yeah, I forgot about that whole part wow. of everything. Yep. I didn't forget about Bliss and Dylan because I think their storylines mess me up the most first because like, <laughs> but I, I also, they don't even conclude in this book, so we can't even get into like yeah. parts of it. Yeah. It's just stuff, stuff that, oh yeah, I think that was the weirdest thing for me reading it is that it's so much shorter than I remembered because I feel like I blended the first and second probably, book into yeah. one. I definitely thought that more happened in this set and that if, probably happened in the If we book. knew ahead of time and we didn't mind having a really long video, we I could have done two. I would say like we could have done two, yeah. But, but that's okay. This way. We're just gonna, there's, there's we're gonna do this nice there's intro. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, let's start with the first line. Let's the first line, yeah. yeah. 102 people arrived on the Mayflower in November of 1620, but less than half lived to see the establishment of the Plymouth Colony ne the next year. While no one had died during the Mayflower's voyage, life after arrival was extremely difficult, especially for the young. Almost all of the lost were hardly 16 years of age. And then it goes on to like give a little bit more detail. And, and you might start this book and you'd be wondering, the fuck are we talking about the Mayflower for? <laughs> and that's a great reaction because I'll be honest, that's the part I think I forgot about until I was oh, that's reading the part it. I, that was like one of my favorite parts when I was younger. So yeah. So, so it turns out, um, one of the elements throughout this, uh, book that co keeps coming back up is that, um, there's ties to the, the current day events, um, that tie back to the, the time of the Mayflower. Um, and, and basically we get to the idea that the, the blue blood families, go back to uh to basically like the people who came over to plymouth it's great you know american history um so uh so we have that and we, we don't really have a lot of context for it and then we also do have a, a specific entry from uh the diary of someone named katherine carver who may or may not was she an actual because they have like miles standish reference in here yeah, she might have been a real person so she might they have been an actual person people from the um, yeah, yeah from history um and she's just talking about how it was a difficult winter in the 21st of November, 1620. And we get the idea that there's some, uh, well, mostly this one just talks about like how they landed in the new world and they're hopeful that they could start a new life here um, and all that. Um, but like, yeah, so we start out with that. But I, I also wanna read the first line of the actual like present day story mm. because that is, quite a bit. Uh, do you want to read it? Sure. The bank was a decrepit stone building at the tail end of Houston Street on the last divide between the gritty East Village and the wilds of the Lower East Side. Once the headquarters of the venerable Van Allen Investment and Brokerage House, it was an imposing squat presence, a paradigm of the Bo Beaux-Arts style, with a classic six-column facade and an intimidating row of dentals, razor-sharp razor serrations on the pediment's surface. For many years, it stood on the corner of Houston and Essex, desolate, empty, and abandoned, until one winter evening when an eye-patch-wearing nightclub promoter chanced upon it after polishing off a hot dog at Katz's Deli. He was looking for a venue to showcase his new music, his DJs were spinning, a dark, haunted sound they were calling trance. So I feel like this is interesting because it sets up, it's the setting, but it's not like, we're not setting up a character's perspective, we're just setting yeah. up like the almost like an attitude like mm -hmm. a, a, we're we're using a lot of like language you know what i mean yeah like what the heck is beaux-arts style i don't know yeah. i don't know i can imagine it i guess but i don't know yeah 
it's it's very interesting a very interesting choice and i think it it makes sense for like the sort of gossip got girl style that we're mm -hmm. going for yeah. in terms of like a lot of what it is is like partially about just these rich people who are very proud of like their like the aesthetics of like where they live mm -hmm. the are very into the like architecture the styles like the brand names the all this kind of stuff it kind of gives that like upper crust like mm -hmm. sort of eloquent or at least aiming for eloquent yeah like prose that it would, that's also very specific and very detailed. It almost feels like you feel like you have to be part of the club to like know exactly what it's saying. Yeah. In a way, there's better examples of that later on. <laughs> Specifically, when um, characters like outfits are described and like the yeah. brand names that they're wearing and everything. Some of them I haven't even heard of. But yeah, so at this point we're we're feeling like okay, so this is in third person perspective and like it's a distant third person because we don't have a character point of view yet. Yeah. Like we don't know if we're in someone's head or not like there's no i here there's no whatever yeah it's the next paragraph that begins to talk about talk from the perspective or about the perspective of our one of our main characters i guess she's technically the main one but yeah well, let's get into the characters yeah <laughs> we did the first line whatever um okay so we talked we mentioned skylar who kind of comes across as like the main character yeah but she's not really there's like there's four or five yeah. like mainish characters yeah. um and so we're first introduced here to uh skylar van allen and oliver hazard perry mm -hmm. so we learned that skylar and oliver are best friends they've always been best friends also, and oliver hazard perry <laughs> skylar van allen yeah his names are even i'm also like is it hazard perry like are we pronouncing it even right i don't know uh, I don't know. Hazard Perry sounds fine. I I, I actually really like his name. Yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> He's a full name kind of person. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so like they're outside of a club waiting to get in. They're nervous. They're like 16. Um, and like obviously they're going to be carded. But like I think they have fake IDs. So they're there. But they're still like really nervous. Like they don't normally go out. Like they haven't been to this club before. Yeah. But Oliver keeps kind of like saying like it's okay Skylar like just think positive and we'll get in just think positive and we'll get in and um it, this is another one of this is like I mean on par with like most of the other books we've read like by the way I just thought of this now because um I'm pretty sure like I don't unless they're they're introduced later on in the books like there's not really any like diversity oh it <laughs> in terms like of it. the cast yeah. I think they're all white that's what it feels like and they're all straight um, except for the drag queens who let them into the club. Yeah. There are Although drag I, queens. I do have an interesting take on the, or not take, interesting, uh, observation, observation, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so the only queer characters we get are the drag queens who let them into the club and like, I don't think there's any non-white characters. Yeah. And they're all also like very thin and like, oh my God, they're all, you it's know. really aggressive. It's, it's really aggressive, actually. If you read a lot of like young adult fiction of that time and you remember like the descriptions of, of teenagers of being like supernaturally beautiful and like in this case, like in a lot of cases they are supernatural. Yeah. So it's like that description of them being just like over the top, like gorgeous every single every single person like it's like to the point where like skylar 
is like described as being like almost like the prettiest of the prettiest. But she's also described as being so incredibly tiny. And I'm like, bullshit that she's going to be able to get into a club right now. Yeah. Like, they're also but just from the description of her clothes. They're always, okay, like these female protagonists, they're always like so, so pretty, but they don't and know wayfish it. And, and like, wait, but they're also so tiny, 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 mm -hmm. teeny, tiny, and wayfish and like delicate. And like they're pretty, but they don't like carry themselves like they are. You know yeah, what I mean? Because she like wears, hides behind clothes and that like baggy clothes and whatever, but it's also like they're designer clothes, so. That's what I want to read some some of the character descriptions. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay, so we have Skylar first. Uh, Skylar was startlingly pretty, with a sweet heart-shaped face, a perfectly upturned nose, and soft milky skin. <laughs> but there was something almost insubstantial about her beauty. She looked like a Dresden doll in witch's clothing. Kids at the is that Duchesne? I said Duchesne, Duchesne, but I have no idea. I don't know how to pronounce the school's name. I'm sorry. Um, du Duchesne School thought she dressed like a bag lady. It didn't help that she was painfully shy and kept to herself because then they just thought she was stuck up, which she wasn't. She was just quiet. She's a little stuck up, though. Yeah. <laughs> I found a bunch of things about how to pronounce it, but... Is it an actual school? Wait, I think we're pronouncing it totally wrong. Hang on, we're gonna <laughs> okay. listen, listen to how to pronounce it. Video will play after this ad. We're not giving any free airtime to. Expedia. Don't even say it. Okay. okay. They want their ad in their video, then they can pay us. Duchenne. Duchenne. It's French. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. Okay. Duchenne. Oh, shush. Okay. Duchenne. Got it. Duchenne. That makes sense. Yeah. I'll, 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 that makes sense. Okay. Well, we'll try to remember that <laughs> for the rest of the video. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to read Oliver? Sure. Did you finish this, Skylar? Yeah, I finished Skylar. Okay. Um... Oliver was tall and slim, with a fair elfin face that was framed by a shag of br brilliant chestnut hair. He had sharp cheekbones and sympathetic hazel eyes. He was wearing a severe military greatcoat over a flannel shirt and a pair of holy blue jeans. Of course, the flannel shirt was John Barbados and the jeans from Citizens of Humanity. Oliver liked to play the part of disaffected youth, but he liked shopping in Soho even more. And like, honestly, since this is like, we're kind of starting from Skylar's point of view, I'm like, that's literally her too, though. Like, yeah. she only shops in thrift stores, like, for fun, like, not because she has to. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, it's oh, very, no. but it's like, it's, it's, I actually like, I think that this at least at this point in the story, I think later on things start to fall apart a little bit, especially with the prose. But at this point in the story, I think this writing style actually works for like what the author seems to be going for. Sure. Yeah. Like, and no, I, I have no issues with the writing style, the descriptions. I just think that's funny. It is funny. It is funny. It's and it's like it is like. I think sometimes throughout the story, it's hard to tell whether we're supposed to take Skylar and Oliver like seriously as characters in terms of like. Like yeah, like they they do. It does feel like they they play the part of disaffected. They play the part of we're not like the rest of the you know people who go to our school. But then they're also just they kind of just are, and like it, it it's unclear how much the story acknowledges that versus yeah. and it's like 
in a story where it was just about rich kids and like their comings and goings and doings and whatnot, it like, we would probably get more of that. But as you know, there's like a whole supernatural element right. and like a whole other plot line that takes like precedence. But I do just want to point out like, Oliver is not one of the vampires, but of course oh, he's yeah. still got that slim physique, elfish physique, like yeah, his elfin face. Elfin face, yeah, like great, good. His sharp cheekbones, great. They're all supernaturally pretty. Yeah, um, and we also have Dylan Ward, who doesn't get that much of a description, but we have um, Dylan Ward was a new friend, a sad-faced boy. I love those sad-faced boys with long lashes, smoldering eyes, and a tarnished reputation. Supposedly, he had a rap sheet and had just been sprung from military school. So, I mean, I just love how much we packed into that, like, one sentence, sad face, long lashes, smoldering yeah. eyes, tarnished reputation. So, like, you know exactly who, who you're getting. I think they could have done more with it with him. Yeah. But, you know. Honestly, the, the whole story could have done more with him, considering how much he was, like, part like of it. Like, how important like, he ended up being yeah. in the plot, yeah. Um, so... Yeah, so we have uh, we have Skylar uh, and Oliver, and then we get the sense that Dylan is kind of like the third wheel to Skylar and Oliver's like like lifelong friendship, basically. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so right now, like <laughs> right now, it just it feels very much like Gossip Girl, mm -hmm. whatnot. Um, and then we start to get a little bit of like the supernatural stuff sprinkled in right away when <laughs> we meet Jack Force. And all of this happens in the span of like a few pages. Like yeah. they're Oliver and Skylar are like standing outside a club waiting to get in and like they're not sure if they're gonna get in. And then all of a sudden like Skylar sees this boy across the street who looks familiar. And then she I don't understand how this works, how she's the only one who sees this. I don't understand how she, this works. She she could swear that she sees him go under the wheels of a car like of a taxi. Yeah, like, like throw himself under like get hit by a car, basically. Yeah. And it's like the way that it's described, it's like... So, like, you think that the supernatural stuff had something to do with, like, other people not being able to see that? But, like, no, it has to do with the fact that he can just survive that. Like, it makes no sense that other people didn't see it. Yeah, right, because because what happens is, like, she... Then she sees him all of a sudden, like, just, like, paying the taxi driver or something like that, like, talking to someone, and she's like, oh, he's fine. But there's no indication that, like the person who hit him, like, noticed. Yeah, and, like, the thing is, like, or anyone around. didn't mistake it because he confirms later in the book that, like, yeah, he did do that just for fun because he can't die. Like, so, but there's no scene. There's no, like, oh, my God, someone got it. Yeah. Like, that, it even in New York sense. City, you would notice Yes, that. even in New York City, a taxi driver would care if they ran over somebody. Like, anyway. Um, um, but we learn when she recognizes that it's Jack, that Jack is, like, one of the popular boys at the school, right? Skylar and Oliver are, like, the outcast. Jack Force is, like, captain of the lacrosse team. Of course it's lacrosse, because this is New York. Um, and, and it's also New York City. I feel like maybe there's... No, I guess you still have to play on a field. I'm like, I don't know where they play. But... And um, and we, we get the sense immediately that, like, Skylar is definitely attracted to Jack. And, mm -hmm. you know, she's she might be, like, you know... Oh, I'm different. I don't care yeah. about all that stuff the popular people care about. But she's still like, she does. She's hot though. Yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. So we meet Jack, and then they have like a brief exchange, and we immediately feel like there's some 
he's like also interested in her yeah which is like weird considering that but it's they go to the same school they, and they've never spoken before they've never spoken they, they sit next to each other in one of their classes yeah but they've never spoken before and then all of a sudden on the street like randomly there's just some chemistry between them and yeah they're both interested in each other i don't know and this is introduced like before we even have any real background on yeah them. like this is happening like so fast so there's not a lot of and the more yeah but the more you find out about it the less it makes sense <laughs> <laughs> that's true <laughs> that's true um <laughs> um okay so do you have a Mimi description because I don't think we need to go through the whole yeah let's not go through the whole plot yeah so let's go next to so Jack Force is actually one half of a, a pair of twins um his twin sister named Mimi is like the popular girl of yeah so you say Mimi because I wasn't sure if it's Mimi or Mimi doesn't matter Mimi. Mimi makes sense her, her name is Madeline but it's that everyone calls her Mimi and yeah. I am I I think yeah. I'm just gonna go with that yeah um I love I honestly like I love her chapters I actually yeah honestly like she's like arguably she's the worst yeah. character but also that kind of makes her in this book the best yeah because Skylar's <laughs> just so ugh, not like other girls even though you totally are and, and Mimi's just like I am who actually, I am <laughs> I like Bliss's chapters because like she's Bliss like too, literally yeah. the most down to earth like she mm -hmm. like in in the way that she can be considering how rich her family is. She definitely is the most down to earth. Um, and I like her. Yeah. I, I, I disagree with her. Some of the things she does, but we can talk about Yeah, that. none of the characters are like. <laughs> they're all, they're all. I think that, I think the thing that we're hitting on that's like the, the most frustrating with um, Skylar mm -hmm. is how much the story seems to want to make her into this like. Something different, something. Angelic, saintly, yeah. like being, well. Angelic. We'll, we'll talk about yeah. that. But um, whereas like the rest of them get to be like messy kind of people who, yeah. And it just feels so disingenuous because like Skylar's not. She's not yeah. like better than any of them. No. Um. <laughs> okay. So we have to talk about Mimi. Here's a description. Actually, I'm gonna read these both of these. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh. So right now we're we're inside a club next to the bank. Um. So just to. Set the, set, the set the scene. And inside this blessed sanctuary, at the most sought-after table, surrounded by a glittering assortment of underage models, post-pubescent movie stars, and the sons and daughters of bold-faced names, sat the most gorgeous girl in the history of New York City. Madeline, or Madeline, Mimi Force, 16 years old and going on 34, with a shot of Botox between the eyes to prove it. Mimi was popularity personified. She had the golden girl good looks and tanned Pilates toned limbs that came with the queen bee position, but she transcended the stereotype while embodying the essence of it. She had a size 22 waist and a size 10 shoe. She ate junk food every day and never gained an ounce. She went to bed with all her makeup on and woke up with a clear unblemished complexion, just like her conscience. I actually love that. <laughs> I actually kind of love that. Yeah. But it's also like so classic 2000s where it's like, ooh, the popular girl oh, yeah. can eat whatever she wants and stay super thin. But at least this time there's a reason for it, which is like literally she's a supernatural being. So like, okay, but like still annoying. It, there's something so unapologetic though about the way that Mimi is described and also the way that she carries herself that I feel like you can't help but be like entertained. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. She's fun. Um, but she is very much like, she's, she's like, 
she knows like she knows it also though the shot of botox thing i'm like that doesn't make any sense it doesn't make any sense she's 16 she's 16 she's a blue blood they don't need botox. Yeah, they don't need botox that's, there's okay so that's one of like the big gripes that i have with like there's there's some elements like it feels like the i mean we might as well just get into it yeah. now so we've got the the gossip girl kind of setting going on but then there's the whole vampire thing and so mimi jack and other upper class um and like upperclassmen, because I, I think me and Jack are like juniors, yeah. Skyler, yeah. And Skylar's like sophomore. Um, and there's uh, so the upperclassmen already know if they're blue bloods, they know they they found out last year that they're blue bloods, so they know that they're vampires, but you don't know until you hit a certain age, yeah. I think 16. And um, what it what it what it turns out to be is that it's not just that they're vampires, but actually <laughs> they're <laughs> They're re reincarnations of the angels that joined Lucifer when he got kicked out of heaven. If you are familiar with John Milton's Paradise Lost, um, John Milton wrote basically the story of the angels falling from heaven, um, where basically like Lucifer and like Michael, I believe, are like two of the main ones who are at mm -hmm. odds, and like god cast lucifer and like all the betrayers who fought on his side out of heaven and then some angels also follow lucifer. by choice yeah. um to fall with their brethren out of love for them but not not out of like respect for their betrayal basically yeah i think yeah um seems like they're like they're bad for following but like they didn't do anything bad yeah so basically in this universe we are to understand that Paradise that, Lost is that. Paradise Lost True. is canon. It's canon. <laughs> um, and these are the vampires, angels. Like, their punishment is basically that they have to be reincarnated year after year, or not, cycle after cycle, um, until they... Like, ascend re, back re up into yeah. heaven. And so, like, they have to... Like, it's unclear how they do this. Um, yeah. Like, maybe you learn later on in this. I don't remember... Yeah, I don't know exactly. ...getting to that point. Yeah. But, like, basically, like, yeah, their goal is to get to the point where they'll be welcomed back by yeah. God. Yeah. The John Milton's God canon in this yeah. universe. Um, um, <laughs> and there's 400 of them, right? There's around 400? I think so. There's roughly yeah. 400 of them, because as we'll, we'll learn, some of them have been killed. Yes. Even though they can't be killed. And it's like, were they killed with the whole way that they were killed? Like, they still kind of exist in, like, a weird way? Well, some of them do, but some of them are definitely Well, dead. they, like, exist in the psyches of the other... Sure, but they can't be reincarnated well, again. Well, no. But so, maybe they can because we don't know. Because... I guess. I guess there's a possibility that there's um, something that more. But as far as we know, they can't be reincarnated. Yeah. Again. But they do have to drink blood to survive, I guess. Yeah. But, like, also they can eat food. <laughs> so, so, just, so... so just to... So, so like really like solidify what we're working with here we've got like the gossip girl kind of aspect we've got the vampires we've got the paradise lost yeah. and we've got the like plymouth like massachusetts oh like, yeah like 
history pilgrims. Because like those people that came over on the Mayflower were the Blue Bloods. So they are them. They are and them. The, and and a lot of them people. are the same people. Like Yeah, because they get... They have the, past lives yeah. that they can remember. And they don't all like get called up at the same time. Like not all of them exist together in the same lives at the same time. Um, like it might be like a couple, a hundred or maybe a couple hundred at a time. And some of them like are preserved and sleep through their blood. And then I'm and very some unclear. Of them, some of them choose to remain like alive for longer than a human than a lifetime. Cycle. Yeah. And they're called Enmortal. Yeah. I, honestly, I don't really get it. Like it, <laughs> it's a little confusing. Um, it's a lot like, I will say this of Melissa De La Cruz. Like she did not come to play in terms of like, I mean, she, she came to play. Yeah. <laughs> Melissa De La Cruz came to play. She like was like, oh, we're not just doing like teenage vampires. Yeah. We're, we're not doing... just doing vampire gospel. Like we are and, doing everything. But we're also, what we're not doing is having these vampires be hundreds of years old, even though they are, they're also not. Like they can access the memories of all their past lives but like also they're very much literal teenagers. Yeah, right now. and they behave like that. And they are. do behave like that, which is Well, they behave like teenagers who have uh, well, made, a lot who of had acts yes, <laughs> who have a lot of money, a lot of privilege and just a lot of a lot. Yeah. A lot of they a lot. Are a lot. I think we got into this because we're talking about like the Botox thing and how it doesn't oh, make sense yeah. that Mimi would like like she wouldn't need Botox because one again 16 and then two like literally does not need it. Like literally. And that's where I think this story like is it's very imbalanced in how it handles like all the different elements of its plot. It doesn't really manage to stitch them together in a, a way, like yeah. it needed another pass in editing. And maybe also there's maybe just a little bit too much going on. Like maybe yeah. we could have whittled down the concepts, I think, but- I don't think everything had to happen as fast as it did. Although I will say the pacing of the story is not bad, all things considered. I did find that like, in terms of revealing, it got up until a certain point, but like, in terms of revealing like the secret and like the mystery and like who everybody was like I think she did a good job in terms of like you're getting a little bit you're getting a little bit it's not like you're going for chapters without any kind of you know progress clues and anything, clues yeah. like you're getting a little bit little bit little bit um and then like you find out who they are and then there's the mystery to solve and then I think things start to unravel around the mystery part like yeah but I really enjoyed the process of like getting the little morsels about like, who are they? What are they? Like, what is their thing? And then eventually it is revealed and it's like, oh great, love this payoff, I was getting there. And then it's like, oh, good mystery. Oh, what is going on? <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's what I had to say about that anyway, but. I mean, yeah, I, I think like that was, yeah, that, that, was, that was pretty okay with how that went. It, it was, it's just like those little, the details that yeah, are just like, sloppy. Like um the at the club, the bouncer is a drag queen, but in the first part, like she flip-flops between calling the it, the person a bouncer and a drag queen and uses like he him pronouns. But then like later on in the book they go back to the club and the drag queen's only referred to as a drag queen and uses she her pronouns. So like it's just a little like, you know, it, it's, it's not it's messy. Consistent. Yeah. yeah. And the, the Botox thing, it's like, 
at once we're meant to understand that the blue bloods are yeah like literally like, in the next paragraph supernaturally it beautiful says, they don't age they don't she doesn't need like, to do anything or they do age but they don't like they they age gracefully yeah. they're like they don't need to do anything really with their yeah. appearances they're just perfect and then we have that line about botox and then we also have a, a line later where it implies that like Mimi and Jack's mom goes to like South Africa for months at a time for plastic surgery. Right, and it's like that. It's like, why does she need plastic surgery if she's like sense. this vampire? Maybe she's the one who's giving the plastic surgery. <laughs> maybe Doctors Without Borders, or the doctor's a plastic surgeon. I maybe. I mean, I don't. It's actually, not confirmed. We don't know. Not. We don't yeah. know. Well, <laughs> we do learn that the blue bloods, like a lot of them, go to like all these different upper class schools, and so there's like elements of like the council or the coven or whatever they yeah. are. Um, who like basically like under the guise of being like a charity club, they're inducted into like oh the committee. Yes, I was gonna say it's not either of those things. But what is yeah. it? The in, the the students who are blue bloods are like sussed out and then inducted into the committee, which is in at du what is it? Du Duchenne. 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 Um, However you want to pronounce it. Yeah. We, we don't care. We did take French. <laughs> yeah, but so it's not an intuitive. It's not like, that's yeah. not an intuitive French word, honestly. Um, at uh, at Duchenne, it's the committee, and and it's like oh, it, they're like meant to be like a like um, famous for like their like blood drive or something. Yeah, which, it's, that's funny. Which is like um, ha, 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 ha. Um, um, so yeah, we get selected to be part of the committee, and then that's where like you learn that you're a blue yeah. blood. Um, and usually, what's happening is like by the age of fifteen, going into sixteen, you start experiencing like flashbacks to past lives that you've had and you start experiencing cravings for like raw meat yeah. and like blood and the parents are like way too chill about this stuff i mean obviously they know what's going on but the children don't like it appears that they don't forewarn them that they're going to want to eat raw meat and they're just like will be compelled to <laughs> and so like there's one scene with bliss who she's like just eating like ground raw ground beef in the kitchen in the middle of the night and like her stepmother comes in and is like oh there's some raw steaks in the fridge and the other drawer if you want them and then just like leaves and, and like doesn't say anything else and it's like i'm sorry your daughter or your stepdaughter is like kind of losing her mind eating raw meat and she doesn't know why and like having terrible nightmares and having horrible nightmares and you're just like it's fine have some steak yeah it's wild but like that's not the only example of that there's a couple times where i was like wow these parents are like just not yeah and i think like in skylar's case like she and they all get like these like blue veins that show yeah. up on their arms they're all which, white, which is so. like that's the other thing is like oh my god blue veins but it's like I we have blue veins. You can't see them as well. So I like think I they're think they're meant that, to be like really pronounced. I, and like I get that, but like some people do have pronounced veins, and all of them are gonna be blue. Like we're all gonna have. But I don't know. The way it was described in the book was like, oh my god, the blue veins. And I'm like, okay, sure they're not that prominent like on most people, but like it's not crazy to have. I'm blue assuming veins. based on how they're like, I'm just I'm taking it at their word that it like looks like way stranger than like I mean, what I'm imagining it looks like varicose veins on legs but like on your arms like people have pronounced veins you know I'm like ah uh. I don't know I mean it, it, what it is is it's their their blood making itself known their blue blood literally because <laughs> their blood is alive actually that's yeah. canon their blood is the alive part yeah. of them um that's the part of them that like animates their yeah. bodies and, and carries their memories and everything and like 
their blood has to be collected when they die so they can be reincarnated but like i don't really understand the reincarnation process it's like the blood is like kept somewhere and then well it's like are these adult vampires having physical children and then injecting them with blood like what? no 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 so they actually explain this i remember this part in this book yeah oh I missed there's it. like a part where they mention they say that like so and this is where they get a away with being like incest vampires because <laughs> like these yeah. families like we haven't really talked about that yet they don't you remember marry Jack and mimi yeah oh yeah well, well that's like almost <laughs> a little bit different even than that's like true. yeah so like these families like all like intermarry with each other because like i don't think that they can really induct like other like there's like they they can't reproduce or they're not meant to reproduce with humans yeah but what they do is like the like they will inject like they will like basically artificially inseminate like the woman and then with the blood oh i missed that and then and the blood creates a child creates a child and then I don't know how I missed that. That seems like a maybe yeah. I blocked it out. I don't know I don't how know. they did it back in like yield and time. Right. Okay. So yeah. So it's like the all the the vampire families like intermarry with each other for like centuries and centuries and centuries. Yeah. Um and then there's also and, and so and they're all angels from and as, again, it's like they're vampires but they're also angels. And so we don't get to learn in this book who all of their original yeah. identities are, except for I guess the only one we really get to learn about is two. There's two. There's two. Yeah. We learn. Oh yeah. Yeah. One of them is Michael, and one of them is Gabrielle, and she who is Gabriel. Yeah, she's Gabrielle right now, but she's Gabriel. Which I don't remember. Are the angels like supposed to have been like originally like? They were like the genders. Do angels have gender? I don't. Know. I don't know, honestly. Like, because are we meant to like? Did she change like Gabriel to Gabrielle, or is it like because she's incarnated as a woman? Like that was that's not clear. It's not clear. Um, it's not. It's not. I have no answer for you. Maybe we. Find I mean, out. there's great, yeah. fascinating possibilities that you can yeah. explore with that, and, and 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 great implications. I mean, I think for my part, since I don't remember if this is ever explained in the series how i choose to view it is like they were their original identities whatever they were as angels um michael gabriel whatever and then now as humans they sometimes incarnate in different yeah, genders i, I don't actually that's... think that's what it is no that's, that's how i'm taking the sense it. that i had but i don't know yeah i'm not sure um but yeah we find that out in later books but Anyway, but there was something different with Gabrielle where, like, she followed them down separately to, like, help guide them back or something. Yeah, so what happened was, like, like how, like, Lucifer and, and his angels fell and, like, she chose to follow because out of, like, the goodness of her heart, it, yeah, the desire to help her brethren. And Michael followed her because he right, 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 right. couldn't stay in heaven without her. Right. So. Or him. Yeah, I don't know. Them. Uh, I don't know. Um, so, so yeah, so, so basically, like, the identities of them, uh, of, of Michael and Gabriel slash Gabrielle in... Are you sure that she is supposed to be Gabriel? Because I feel like they're, they're not doing, like, a gay love thing, and I feel like he they're not her love. Like, maybe she's just an angel named Gabrielle. I, no, I think she's meant to be, because, like, I know, cause Gabriel, Gabriel is, is an archangel. One, like, I know, but... I don't know. Uh, I think that I no. What I think is happening is that I think that the author took liberties with the genders of the angels. Yeah, and that's fine. I think it's better if it's just like they their genders yeah. are fluid and like yeah. they're, they're fucking. But also like yeah. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> the point is 
in this, it's Gabrielle and Michael. And they're the ones who are supposed to like be possibly guiding the angels back to heaven maybe. Yeah. And so that's why the guy who's always, whoever Michael's reincarnated as is always in charge. So he was Miles, Stand Miles Standish back when they were, they landed at Plymouth Rock and now he's Charles Force. Charles Force. The father of Jack and Mimi yeah. Force. Yeah. And, um, uh, and Gabrielle is um, Allegra. Yes, I Allegra just, Van Allen. I keep thinking of the allergy medication. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Skylar's mother. Skylar's mother. Oh my god, yeah. So it's like Skylar's. Okay, so then, because we find out that Charles and Allegra are like supposed to be together. But they're also, they were born as twins, right? Yeah, they oh, were they born were as twins. they were two? Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. Because I remember, it, maybe we didn't learn that in this book, but we all we already learned about... Yeah, I don't know if we learned that in this so, book. So, so there's a whole thing with the... Let's, this, is a, this is a mess, but guys... Stick with us for a second. Stick with us for a second. <laughs> so, we also learned that there's this thing. So, like, Jack and Skylar clearly have, like, this, like, little, like, romantic tension happening mm -hmm. between them throughout the, the book. But then there's also this, like, weird sort of, like jealousy thing happening with like Mimi his sister where like she's clearly jealous of whatever's going on there and suspicious of it and eventually we learn that these angels like uh, some of them are like kind of like sacred pairs I guess yeah who are always like if they're always. reincarnated together they're always together yeah. and if they're lucky they get incarnated as twins and when they are when they reach a certain age like the people around them spontaneously forget that they were like technically siblings and then all of a sudden they're romantic partners. Yeah. And I I am still waiting to see how that because I don't I don't know if we ever because like things happen in the other books, so I don't know if we ever get to that point, but I'm waiting to see how that plays out because it's like what? Yeah. So um like what how what magic do they have to make that happen? Yeah. Is it, like literally there's a part where it says like like one day like Mimi's thinking about it, it's like one day the, the everyone else would forget. Yeah, and she's like, one day, like, we're changing, and one day, like, you know, whatever. We'll be together. Yeah. But then also Jack had had a thing in the past with with uh, Skylar's mom, Gabrielle. <laughs> in past lives. In yeah. past lives, but, like, also his father, Charles, is also supposed to maybe be with her. Yeah. But she decides that she doesn't want to be with any of them, and apparently hooks up with a human guy and has Skylar. So, like, Skylar's a vampire, but, like, has no memories because she's not reincarnated. She's just, like, this new being. Like, let's just connect these dots really. So, so what's we, happening we here those boards. is that... So, Mimi and Jack are technically, like, meant to be together since the beginning of time. Yes. But Jack has a thing for Skylar, who is technically his father's sister's daughter. But in the past, in their past lives, Jack also had a thing for Skylar's mother, which is why he has a thing for Skylar in this life. Apparently they look very alike. And he thought, based because they don't always know their whole life story, but he yeah. thought based on his flashbacks that she was her mother. Because Allegra is in a coma right now. Oh, right. And no one really knows about it, and like everything's kept hush-hush about like the whole she married a human and then had a half-human child. And that somehow like landed her in a coma, right? Yeah. That's what did it. Like Skylar does not know her mom basically at all because she's been in a coma since she was born. Was like, or at least very young, yeah. Very young. I'm, I'm not sure. Because yeah. um, I think she has some like very distant memories of yeah. her mom. 
It's um, like we don't know how she got into the coma, but it has something to do with having a child, and then also I think just like being like peace. I'm gonna go into a coma. Like, I don't know. It's unclear. Peace, it's unclear. Y'all are like really messy up here yeah, in Blue like, Blood World, and I'm, I'm done with it. <laughs> um, She's like, I can't handle the family tree. Like, yeah. And, like, that's the thing is, like... I've got Jack after me. I've got Charles after me. Jack, like, I mean, I mean, Jack is Jack like a literal like a child. child. But I know he, what he's going to grow into. Yeah. It's, um, like, it's so messy. And the best thing is, like, it's, like, the story is just, like, well, yeah, but, like, also... It's, like, it's, like, the story is kind of, like, yeah, it's messy. But also it's, like, well, technically they're all individual, like, angels who are not, like... It's not like they're all mating to create each other. They're like right, like I don't know. It's being just, like it's so it's so there's so much. It's a lot. It's, it's a, a lot. lot. Um, but so that's what so we spend compelling. like the first half. Not all of that comes out in the first half of the book, but that's kind of what we spend the first half of the book learning is like about them and about their relationships and like we get to see, you know what it's like for a few different like Mimi is like fuck yeah I am an immortal being like I can do whatever I want and I will and then so like Bliss is like a part of her friend group and so Bliss is kind of like she's just learning like yeah, Bliss is just learning that she uh, is at the same time as Skylar yeah um and but she's having a tougher time with it and she's also like not as comfortable with the way that Mimi is but then also like is Kind of. She's like, she, she wants just, to be part of the in she, crowd. Yeah. And she's just like a nicer version. She's originally from Texas. Yeah. She moved to New York City um, yeah. recently and was inducted into Mimi's group probably because Mimi like knew that she was a blue blood. Right. Well, supposedly like Charles told her to. Yeah. That's the other thing is like Mimi's, uh, if you hear Mimi tell it, she's like, yeah, I just befriended Bliss because of my father. He said that I should. But the way that like you hear the genesis of their like, friendship I don't know it doesn't really feel that way yeah it's like it's inconsistent it the is, character yeah. relationships are inconsistent um well, that's fine it's Whatever. yeah but there's so much going on here there's so, like, so much going on it's hard to I mean I understand how things got confusing <laughs> yeah so what I think we should do now is you understand how the world works right but we, now what we didn't talk about how their like drinking blood relationship things work how it's like they do the ceremony and they drink the blood of humans and then they're like supernaturally bound to them yeah and obsessed with them and yeah. it's kind of it's icky like they're like familiar it's, it's, yeah. yeah it's and because like then the sounds like the person just becomes like a shell of who they were yeah so like basically like um and that's this explanation for why all these rich people have like their, these mistresses so like they uh have to drink human blood and when they do that the human becomes like kind of like obsessed with them and like sort of like just attached slavishly devoted yeah um and so they like in a way where it sounds like there's they have no personality anymore yeah so they like basically like have to they choose humans to like make their familiars and like generally like under the guise of like having many like hookups yeah like and then they can't really like just stick with like one necessarily because like they can't drain a human too much like yeah and fully drain a human is not like, every 48 hours from the same person yeah like you know they don't want to like weaken them too much they want to try to be ethical about it <laughs> yeah um as much as they can in this situation um so like so a lot Mimi of does the... this like all the time she just yeah. like just 
taking human familiars and whatever the fuck she left wants. and right and center and so like this is the part that i hate the most possibly is that bliss has a crush on dylan and like no one knows that dylan is also a vampire at this point or blue blood whatever and so she's like, I'm going to make him my human familiar. I'm going to bite him. And I'm like, I don't understand you. You have a crush on this guy. Why do you want that from him? Like, he's not going to, she might not realize he's not going to be the same. I think we know that from like seeing Mimi with her familiars like in the book. But it's also like, why do you want him to be slavishly devoted to you? Like, you're also 16 and he's just this guy that you barely met. Like, I don't know. I was like, Bliss, you are not thinking this through. Well, yeah, it totally came, to me, it came from definitely a place of just, like, complete, like, naivete of, like, learning, oh, this is a, a, a thing we're supposed to do. We're supposed to create these bonds with humans because, and, and, and she has her blood cravings and things like that, yeah. so she needs to, like, satiate that. So she's like, oh, well, like, this is just how it works. So I'll just do that with this boy that I like, because at least I like him yeah. and what whatnot, without considering, like, what that actually means. No, like, she's got no idea. And she's just like, yeah, I'm just gonna... Um. She literally found out she was a vampire, like, the week before. Like, it, and it was just like, oh, you know what? I'll do, I'll, I'll do that on him. It, it really, to me, like, it reads as, like, just, like... Like, immaturity, you know? Just, like, yes. unawareness. Yes, but, like, extreme unawareness. Like, I don't know. It's just too, too much. Like, you have... She hasn't even, like, come to terms with what she is or I guess maybe she has but it's very quick anyway good thing she didn't suck his blood get the chance to um because he is not a human and sucking sucking blue blood blood <laughs> is bad so now we've set the stage for you all what these characters are and somewhat describe their relationships and whatever 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 we tried we also mentioned that there's a murder mystery in this book which is like pretty much the second half of this book so we'll focus on that for the second half of this video um and basically one of the things that we're starting to learn through these like flashbacks to like the diary entries and you know from the mayflower people is like there's something hunting the blue bloods and that's why they had to leave england because something was hunting them and then they get to the new world and it seems like uh oh like the thing that is hunting them might have actually come across and like blue bloods aren't supposed to die but they are dying and so this is where the author like wraps in the mystery of like roanoke virginia and what happened the lost colony the lost colony and you know where they someone carved like croatan on the tree and like that's a real thing that happened like this whole there was a settlement there and all of a sudden they like they disappeared and the only thing that was left is someone wrote Croatan on the tree and like that I find that fascinating and horrifying and I'm like what what happened to them and so this is like you know the author's trying to explain through this story what happened to them which is basically the thing that was hunting the blue bloods in England in the old world followed them to the U.S. and was hunting them there um and so this is where I'm also like well if there was a thing that was so powerful and they couldn't figure out what was going on. Like, it doesn't make sense that they just survived. But apparently this thing decided to go dormant for a few hundred years. Which, yeah. That doesn't make maybe sense. Maybe there's a reason for it. We don't learn Yeah, that's true. We don't about learn. It. We don't. If there's a reason for it, we don't learn about it in this book. Yeah. And actually, what we do learn is that the the thing that hunts other blue blood, other, like, blue bloods is other blue bloods. Yeah. But once you drink the blood of a blue blood, if you are a blue blood, 
you become a silver blood. Yeah. And I think actually like maybe some of the, yeah, because it's like the, uh, some of the original angels who fell with Lucifer, like Lucifer decided to further turn on his brethren and like start drinking their blood. And so that's mm -hmm. how like the silver bloods became established. Um, and and so, oh, so it's like this kind of thing where like there's, they're not, they, they're, they keep it hush hush. Charles Force especially keeps it hush hush because he doesn't want to like freak out the whole society, we assume. Yeah. Um, but like basically what it is, is is like the blue bloods the silver bloods have the ability to drink blue blood blood and drain them completely and once they're drained completely then they can't be reincarnated yeah um and then also the silver blood like inherits all of these memories from this other blue blood that they didn't have before and so then they start to basically go crazy um because they have all this in their head and it also makes them more powerful i think but harder to control. Yeah. 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 Um, and they can change the way their face looks. They can like shape shift basically, which, which is an interesting, interesting addition. I don't think that that's necessarily something blue bloods can do. Although they, they I think they do powers. have other powers. Like, like Skylar can use compulsion. Like yeah. I think they all, well, I think Skylar maybe can more than other people. Yeah. But then in theory, they can like compel at least the weak-minded mortals around them with I their think, thoughts. Yeah, sometimes they can be like um, telepathic communication. Yeah. They can't die yeah. in traditional ways. So with that, now that it seems that the Silver Bloods are back because one of like their classmates at du Duchenne, Duchenne <laughs> um, at Duchenne, it turns out murdered. Like she's just drained of her blood and. At first, like the people who know that, she, like Mimi and Jack, they know that she's she was one in Mimi's group. Like they know that she's a vampire, so like they're like, oh, she just cycled early. Like she's not dead. Like who really cares? Like I don't really, you know, I'm not, I'm not. She pretends to be sad because she wants the attention, but like n no one's sad because she's gonna come back. It's fine. Um, but like no, as it turns out, what the committee is hiding is she is dead she's been drained like she's not coming back and so then it starts this whole cycle of like skylar is looking into is finding out about this stuff and like jack is also looking into this and they're kind of both suspicious of things and they start sharing little tidbits with each other and then oh skylar tells oliver about her being a blue blood because he's not a blue blood but as it turns out he already knows that she's a blue blood because he's part of some fancy family that is like Pair, a mortal family that's been paired with hers forever and he already knew that she was going to be a blue blood and he's like basically meant to like take care of her and like be her which is like psychic. honestly so weird um and like they they also like that he's a conduit is what they call it yeah and like they are also responsible for like the bookkeeping yeah of like the blue blood's history so like he's just like this librarian ex machina who is like oh yeah i know about all this stuff and i can get you access to all this historical information about the blue bloods that like she wouldn't even have because she doesn't have memories uh, great super convenient um but so uh they all start they're starting and bliss befriends skylar and she's also like really she's having these horrible nightmares and like stuff and she's very concerned about dylan because all of a sudden like oh dylan gets arrested for that Killing. girl's murder yeah um, and everyone's like, no, it can't be Dylan because he's not a blue blood. And so they're like, 
Liz and Skylar and Oliver are all researching the library and Jack is like talking to his dad and, and whatever. And, you know, they're all finding out stuff separately, but like Jack is like kind of working with them until he's not. And so then basically it's, you know, we're, we're kind of like trying to see who or what is killing these people. And is it Dylan? Yes, it is actually. Um, so he apparently is the silver blood, but like yeah. someone turned him into a silver blood. But put a pin in that for the second book. Because yeah, because we we don't we don't know everything. We don't know everything. But what we know in this book is like it's Dylan. And then by the end of this book, it seems like Dylan's dead. It's it's pretty heavily implied that he's likely dead. Yeah. I remember, yeah, and I remember some of the stuff that happens after. It's like a little bit weird. It actually we do not actually like we might I don't we might think we kind of know what's going on by the end of this book. We don't. Yeah. Um spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> we don't. There's more to it. And you and can kind of tell. remember everything, but I just, yeah. I, as I was going through this book, I was like, oh, yeah. There are a lot of scenes, like, that don't make sense. And part of it is kind of, like, maybe bad writing, but also part of it is, like... There's more to come. There's more to come. Yeah. Um, but basically... I don't, I don't know what I was going to follow. I, well, I don't know. <laughs> Um, I feel like we kind of did sol solve the murder mystery part of the, the book pretty quickly. Well, we, yeah, because, well, the, the, like, it's, there's, like, because it's not even really solved. Like, there's something, there's right. clearly something weird going on. Yeah, and, like, all signs point to Dylan, kind of, so you're kind of like, maybe it's not him. But, like, in the context of this book, it is. But he is also clearly, like, on... Being controlled. He's being controlled because he, like, visits... He's captured in by the well he the committee has him set free from prison because he, they know he's one of them and they're like okay we gotta check this out so then they like imprison him in a hotel room in this old hotel that like in your like old fancy hotel in new york city that um has no problem serving alcohol to minors at all because skylar and oliver and bliss go there and have a old-fashioned what do they have what do they No, they have cosmopolitan um, cosmopolitan yeah. yeah they're 16 15 and 16 like these are the ages of these children but okay um anyway and skylar used to visit there with her grandma cordelia who we haven't really talked about no we haven't not, i mean there's not a ton to say but there's a little bit this has but, been kind of a mess but it's like also the book is a little the book bit. is a mess and this is kind of like how you find stuff out yeah too. Um, but like, so they're at this fancy hotel where Dylan's being kept, but they stop at the bar first because of course, um, and you, this is where, again, like you find out how Skylar like is like the poor rich person because she, she might not be as rich as everybody else, but whenever her grandma wanted to get out of their big mansion on the Upper West Side, like they go to this hotel for a few days and it's a very fancy and like the, the people there who work there still know her anyway. And I'm like, really? You're okay. Whatever. It's fine. Um, so they go to find him, go, go to find Dylan, because they're going to, like, bust him out. But, like, turns out he's already been busted out. Um, and it looks like there was a, a scuffle, and they might have left in a hurry because the TV was on. And then um, that night, he comes to visit Skylar and is, like, scared and horrified. He, he visits Bliss. Sorry, he visits Bliss. And because they still have a thing, maybe. And he's scared and horrified and, like, it's unclear exactly what happens, but, like, 
she maybe gets attacked. She blacks out. Yeah, she blacks out. It's really unclear, and it's purposefully unclear. It's purposely unclear. Um, but, like, she blacks out, maybe gets attacked, but then, like, there's tons of blood in her bathroom, and she's like, this must be Dylan's blood, and he's gone, like, he's probably dead, and that's where we leave off. Yeah. With the murder mystery. And so, it's like, at the same time, um, Cordelia Van Allen... Skylar's grandmother. ...is attacked, and we learned that she is one of the people who's, like, known this whole time that, like, silver bloods were out there, but yeah. she hasn't been allowed to speak on it. Yeah, she's Catherine Carver yeah. from the beginning. Um, whose journal entries we get to see throughout. Oh, this is the thing I hate about the journal. So, like, they're in the library and, like, actually reading the journal entries that we are also reading throughout the book. And it, this book is from, like, the 1620s, and they're just, like, flipping through it with their hands, and it's just, like, a book that they can just check out. And I'm, like, horrified. Is it, is it, a, I didn't, I, was it, like, photocopies of the They didn't say that. Mm. So in my head, they just grabbed this, they found this old book on the shelf and are like, let's just... That would not make any sense. Like, like, they would... That wouldn't make any sense. I mean, maybe, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, so that just gets me. Maybe I'm, I missed something there, but anyway, sorry. Um, anyway, Cordelia Van Allen. Yeah, so she's uh, Skylar's grandmother, as in as much as these yeah. vampires have familiar relations. Um, Allegra and Charles's mother, yeah. I think. Um, and she, I like her, actually, but she, uh, it's kind of like a distant relationship with Skylar, where she, she takes care of her, and clearly cares about her, but isn't, like, a very affectionate woman. Until she starts turning, then she gets a little bit more. Yeah, when Skylar starts turning, yeah. like, into a blue blood, and, like, exhibiting blue blood features, then she's, like, more open with her, I guess, and, like, more, but she, uh, she's, like, clearly, like, past her, like, age where she's really supposed to like cycle so then by the time she at the, the end of the story of this book comes along like the same night that bliss and dylan like bliss is maybe attacked by dylan yeah. we don't know cordelia is also attacked by something which we assume is the same silver blood yeah. maybe dylan who attacked like bliss or whatever and is uh almost completely drained and then skylar finds her and is able to like basically like get her to, like blood to well we assume because she gets there and cordelia is like you got to get my blood to a doctor whatever really quick you know whatever and then she proceeds to like talk to her and tell her all these things that like before she dies that so to make sure skylar knows them and i'm just like reading this and i'm like you gotta get her blood like you gotta get her blood to the doctor <laughs> she said you have to do that quickly like did you call anybody no i'm just having all these con this whole conversation yeah, I'm just yeah. like, ah. <laughs> so it ends with, like, Cordelia's funeral. Oh, no, no, it's like... Yes. It's like Cordelia's funeral, but then, like, there's a little bit after that, right? Of, like... Because I remember thinking it was... I, I thought it ended, like, twice before it actually ended. Maybe I missed something. My, my laptop is... It's off. Um, well, it more or less ends Yeah, more or less ends with the funeral. The funeral, and then, like, Skylar basically, like, deciding that she was going to hunt down Silverbloods. Yeah. For what they did have been doing to Because everyone. there's some sort of thing that says, like, like maybe Skylar was prophesized at some point, like, maybe she can do it, like, I think. Yeah, like, like it was prophes prophesied that yeah. she would ex one day exist, and then, because she is this, like, anomaly, yeah. be able to bring the salvation mm -hmm. and, and reconnection with God 
that but like at this point in time the rest of the blue bloods like generally don't even believe they don't even believe in the silver bloods they don't even believe that they're going to be able to get back to heaven like they basically like we're just amassing power some of them are getting tired and like not even coming back for cycles they're just like staying dormant and whatever you know yeah Which, i don't know how they can communicate the fact that yeah, they don't want to come back but that is a thing where they don't come back. Well, the blood like, is like alive, so I guess the blood communicates it. It's yeah, like, it's like no, no, get away from me. No, no. Um, and then the other thing that I don't really get with this book is like, every one of the committee vampires knows that Skylar is this anomaly. She's not like a, but like she's not treated very differently at all. Like you would think that they would be like. Like, they don't know that she's going to even exhibit these powers and characteristics. Like, they have no idea. Like... You'd think that she'd be watched more. There would be more emphasis on, like, them being, like, curious about, like... At least, if not outright hostile in terms of, like, we don't know what she is and she shouldn't exist. At least, like, curious. Like, there should be more tension. Because, like, okay, there's the the prophecy. Like, so, first of all, like, there's... We don't even know the details of, like why it's believed that someone like her could yeah. like whatever but i don't remember if everyone believes this or not or everyone knows about it but there should be like at least a subset of, of vampires who like either know about it or believe it and like are fascinated by her for that reason or and and others who like hate her for it or are suspicious right. of her or and others who I are mean, at least just curious about like, like a little bit of how like, she exists people not like it like we know that charles forrest is not a fan of her existing and, and a lot of, I then think like that kind of translates to like Mimi and Jack like at some point Jack pulls away from her when he finds out like what she is but whatever it doesn't matter I think it's more because he's disappointed that she's not the yeah person not, from his yeah like um but yeah back. like it's just like I don't know it's just that's bizarre to me because they have no idea like how she's gonna this whole this whole it's, thing it's, is whole bizarre. bizarre. It's great, but it's bizarre. And it, it doesn't make sense. Like, I don't think that anything we've said has made sense. Yeah. But if you had trouble following this, you're not the only one. We also had trouble following yeah. this. Yeah. And I do feel like some of it might be elucidated in future books. And then some yes. of it just might continue to be baffling. Right. Yeah. Um, some of the, the things that we leave off with, knowing that we can anticipate um, developing as we go forward, um, are like obviously the Silver Bloods, like. Who are they? What are they really? Yeah. Like, what's happening with that? Um, but also, like, Skylar, like, what does it mean that she's going to hunt down Silver Bloods? And then, like... Yeah. And, like, what's going to go on with her and Jack? And Jack. And what about, what about Jack, and Jack and Mimi? And also, and there's, her like... Mom? There's also the implication that, like, there's some jealousy on behalf of, like, Oliver. Yeah. It's a Like, Oliver has, is a little... Which, it, it's clear in later books, but in this yeah, book, it's like, not in that clear. Yeah, like, In this book, it's kind of like, oh, it's nice that there's not a love triangle yet between... <laughs> the best friend and there there's there is like implied jealousy but you could read it as just a friend being jealous about like their friend having a new relationship or like interest and then kind of abandoning them yeah um which happens at at a a few points Mm -hmm. um where skylar like goes off with jack and then oliver's like what the fuck um but like there's definitely intrigue there that we and bliss like whatever's going on with her and her like because she's had she's not, like i think we mentioned nightmares nightmares and, and intense and she had like that one feeling like when she was walking up to like charles force and there was like a voice in her head being like murderer murderer like get away that get was away. in this book yeah oh um and like okay. i feel like that maybe it's just because i've read it and we already know what happens but that kind of clues you in on like 
just something up with her. Like, yeah, it's not just, yeah, she's not just, like, a normal person, maybe. Yeah. So if you're intrigued, you should read this book and then read the other ones. Um, yeah. I don't know. Do you have anything else you want to say? Or should we start wrapping it up? I don't know. It's, it's, it's the kind of book where I feel like if you wanted to, you could get really, like, really nitty gritty with, like, analysis in terms of how, like, she brings in, like, the history and yeah. the, like, literature, like, Paradise Lost. But there was, there'd be a whole lot of, like, research we'd have to do to do that. Yeah. I'm mm. actually very interested in, like, checking out some of that stuff just for my own interest. Um, but, like, aside from really just, like, talking about some of the really more bizarre aspects of the plot, I, I don't have a lot to add. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, it is, it's a, it's a whirlwind. Mm -hmm. It's a whirlwind for sure. Um, I do think I might, I might just on my own start reading the rest of the series because now I'm curious. Um, yeah, I, I remember, like, I think a lot of my opinions that I remember having, like, come from future books. So it's hard, it was hard for me to talk about it in this. Yeah. Um, but I also still have a loose grasp on... I, I remember better now that I've read this book again, but I do still have a loose grasp on, like, all of the details, so. One of my favorite characters has not been introduced I know. Yet. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, is it? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Okay. Anyway, so, yeah, let us know if you want us to read. I'll probably read them on my own anyway, because they're, they're pretty quick, and, you know, like, I'm doing some traveling, so I'll probably have some time. Um, but yeah, let us know in the comments if you like this one, if you want us to read more of this series. If you read um, this series. If you read the series, what you thought of it. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll look into reading more of them if you, if you want. Okay. That's, that's pretty much that's, it. Yeah, this has been Read and Repeat Podcast. Yeah, uh, you can follow us on social media, Instagram at Read and Repeat Podcast. Um, and we're also on all of the typical streaming services, Spotify, Spotify YouTube. YouTube, Apple, Google. Yeah. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but Spotify now has our videos up too. So if you want to watch on Spotify, you can do that. Yeah, at least for the subsequent ones. Tuck Everlasting. Tuck Everlasting forward. I mean, unless something happens with this one, we'll probably put the video up for this yeah. one too. It's just easier. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that's it. All right. Well, thanks for listening and or watching, and we'll see you next time. Bye. So. I, I just realized I'm supposed to be in a meeting, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to I'm gonna let them know I'm not going to be in that meeting. <laughs> okay. Just so you guys know, um, this is apple juice. It is apple juice. Yeah. Uh, from the hotel breakfast bar, so headquarters of the venerable Van Allen estate and brokerage house. It was an imposing squat. That says investment and brokerage house. What did I say? Estate. Oh. <laughs> wow. I don't know where I got that from. Okay. Remember when we said lack of sleep? Tired. Very tired. Well, Skyler, so Skyler Van Allen. Spelled like Schuler. I was like, what? <laughs> like, what are you, why are you dressed up like that? <laughs> okay. Someone just came to our door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Anyway. Uh, we learned that, only learned the, the identities of two of the, the, I almost called them dragonflies. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>